This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Here the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we're back to talk two more episodes of The Walking Dead Season 10. We're here to talk episodes 19 and 20, finally catching up a little mm-hmm. bit here. Uh, and we're sort of continuing the theme of, like, Separate stories. Uh, separate stories, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they've kind of been like twofers so far, although episode 20 is really more a singular episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, maybe you can make the argument that the Daryl and Carol episode was really more Daryl-centric. but Right. Um, and I think you could maybe make the same argument that this Aaron and Gabriel episode was definitely more Gabriel-centric. Uh, right. So, um, I mean, I, I don't know, we'll talk about it. I've got thoughts about episode 19. So <laughs> uh, let's just jump into it. Episode 19 called One More. So Aaron and Gabriel, as before mentioned, are on a supply run. They're using a map provided by Maggie. Uh, most of the locations are not turning out. Uh, a two-story house that's been burned to the ground uh, a store that is overrun with the dead and basically nothing is going their way. Gabriel n- is not willing to give up on any of this. And Aaron is constantly in fuck it mode. Uh, he, I don't know how many times he gave Gabriel looks of like, bro, Oh my God. Seriously. Perfect, perfect. Fuck it. Looks yes. perfect. Like, it was so done. He was so done all the time. They tried to pull this zombie out through a wall and they just ripped off part of its hand and skin. And Aaron's just like, they get up and Gabriel's like, one more stop. And Aaron's like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Um, Well, they eventually come across an abandoned warehouse, someplace that was not on Maggie's map. The next day. First, First red flag, by the way. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> not on the flag, or it's not on the map. I mean, don't go in. Yeah. Um, especially when that looks so pristine. It's full of things, mm-hmm. full mm-hmm. of supplies. Uh, a bunch of Bibles are piled up with paper ripped out of them. Uh, but Aaron finds a boar trapped inside and he kills it for food. And Gabriel finds a 
lovely vintage bottle of whiskey. And for a moment, Aurora, there is a little bit of peace between Aaron and Gabriel. As Gabriel basically, I, I didn't know you could do wine tasting with whiskey, but I guess they probably do it with all yeah. sorts of alcoholic beverages. But things mm-hmm. got really hoity-toity in this episode for a minute. <laughs> He's like, smell. I felt like, actually, I felt like I was back on an episode of Pod Jockeys with Ben where he's describing his gin to me. Um, <laughs> but he's like, you know, smell it. Like, what are, what are the hints of, like, what do you smell in there? And he's like, uh, maple syrup and vanilla. I'm like, in whiskey? And I guess yeah. maybe. And then he's like, I guess it kind of reminds me of breakfast. And I'm like, man, if you were drinking whiskey for breakfast, <laughs> you got bigger problems than the zombie apocalypse even, perhaps. Yeah, when I was watching that scene, I was like, if I was in that situation, I would be like, the only thing I can smell is rotting flesh for the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Everything smells that's like it. it. My clothes yes. smell like it. Uh, everything. <laughs> uh, but it really, really, it was a setup. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of a, a setup for... Because uh, Gabriel's like, we've got to, we've really got to preserve this. This is special. And, you know, like smash cut and half the bottle's gone. They get really drunk. And um, Gabriel tells Aaron, like, uh, this story um, about his, uh, I guess, his mentor in the priesthood. Mm-hmm. And they talk a little bit about why he isn't preaching anymore. Uh, we get a little bit of insight into Gabriel's backstory. Uh, they pass out though and when Gabriel wakes up Aaron is missing and a gunman approaches Gabriel who tells him that this is his safe house and that Gabriel and Aaron has taken his supplies uh, this man reveals that it, uh, that he has tied up Aaron and forces him and Gabriel to play Russian roulette because people are fucked up uh, I, there's really no other answer for that. Gabriel- I mean, to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> mm-hmm. he caught a boar and yes. was saving good whiskey, and yes. these two guys Just destroyed and- that plan. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, Gabriel and Aaron try to convince him that not all people are bad, but he refuses and confesses what he did to his family. His brother had betrayed him. Uh, when Aaron is about to pull the trigger on himself... The man tells him to stop. Um, he reveals that his name is Maze, mm-hmm. which is an odd name. Maybe it's his last name, like Willie Maze, but <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe it's a weird first name. Uh, but uh, eventually, Aaron and Gabriel convince him that they're really not bad people, and he decides to untie them. And then Gabriel just up and kills him with Aaron's prosthetic yep. arm. Mm-hmm. Um, that he had detached. Um, the, and they then discover Maze's captive brother, along with the corpses of his family in the attic. Twin, twin brother. Twin brother, yes. Yeah. Uh, Aaron and Gabriel free him, but he chooses to commit suicide. And uh, then they eventually find the water tower, which was the last thing on the map. Uh, and then they head off in that direction. Uh, there is a lot to digest from this episode, Aurora, and I'm curious yeah. to know what you thought about one more. So I don't know. You remember that last time I told you, I can't wait for you to watch this episode mm-hmm. because there was I was for a solid minute. I just stood there with my mouth open. Yeah. And it was from the moment that Gabriel kills Maze mm-hmm. 
all the way through the finding the twin brother and the twin brother killing himself. Yes. That whole time mm-hmm. I was just sit- sitting, just watching the TV and just with my mouth open. Yeah. <laughs> could not get out of the state. No. Um, <laughs> because it was so shocking to me that Gabriel did that. Yeah. He's. Uh, I don't. He's I'm, not I've, a good person. I've been, tr- I've been trying to make sense of it. Yeah. And, you know, I think at some point he said, you know, he's dangerous. Like, we're not going to bring him back mm-hmm. um, to our community. Wish fair. Mm, um, yes. But they spent all this time telling him that they're good people. Mm-hmm. And trying to convince him that he had to trust people more mm-hmm. and that what happened with his brother was not, you know, he yes. has to just confront this, what, what really happened. And yeah. um, so when Gabriel kills him at, at the beginning, I'm like, whoa, that's very out of character. But then mm-hmm. when they find the brother and then you see that the brother is handcuffed to like a pipe. Yes. And next to him, there's a mattress with his wife and daughter dead yes the bodies yeah um and he says that his brother made them play russian roulette as well mm-hmm. and that's why they're dead uh, so he th- yeah this whole okay yeah this confuses me this whole episode is weird um <laughs> at first and maybe i'm just crazy aurora mm-hmm. the way things sort of played out i thought almost everything up until they found the brother. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe, maybe a little bit before that. Um, no, definitely before that, before he kills the guy. Um, but there was like a moment, almost all the way up into a moment where I thought Gabriel was dreaming. Oh. Because like we cut to them, they're sleeping, right? And Gabriel snores mm-hmm. really loud and it like startles Aaron and his mace hits the floor. Uh, And then he gets up and Gabriel kind of like groggily is like, where are you going? And he's like, I got to go pee. Um, And Gabriel's like, okay. And then he just lays back down. And then the way the camera kind of fades out and then kind of comes back in. I thought maybe mm -hmm. we were leading into some sort of dream. Like he was some sort of dream inspired by what he was talking about with Aaron while they were drunk about, I see Mm -hmm. about good people and bad people in the world and things like that. And, um, and also it was because this maze guy who I think is played by Robert Patrick, uh, the guy who's like the, the bad Terminator in Terminator two judgment day, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think it, 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 it is him, right? I think it is. Yeah. 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 Um, but that guy seemed to like, know what they were talking about when they were drunk. And I'm like, how could he know that unless it's his subconscious he must be dreaming i thought it was a dream like mm. sometimes the sometimes the dialogue and stuff was a little bad <laughs> like there's some moments where i'm like this is kind of shaky like it must be a dream though because it's weird <laughs> turns out none of it was a dream it all happened nope. yep um yep. so that was bizarre um yeah but how i feel about gabriel really fluctuated i mean i'm not a big gabriel fan anyway but mm-hmm. um, my thoughts on him really fluctuated in this episode uh, because he was telling Aaron that um, it sounds like he's a little more pessimistic, especially about his faith. Like he doesn't even want to preach anymore. 
Right. Um, he's pessimistic about things ever going back to the way. Aaron is far more optimistic about things going back to the way that they were. Um, but then when Gabriel's talking to this guy, you know, he's talking about how he's still a believer and that mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. good and everything. And I'm like, motherfucker, you were just talking about how, like, you're the pessimist <laughs> in this situation. What are you even talking about? Right. And, like, ultimately, all of this was let me convince you that I'm good long yes. enough for you to let me go so I can yeah, kill it was, you. Yeah, it was just basically survival mode mm-hmm. for him. It wasn't honest. Yeah. He was he was dishonest to be able to get the advantage to kill this guy, um, but then because like that makes me think, what a dick! Like <laughs> right. you know, what a hypocrite! Like convincing this guy that you can be redeemed, and then he's like, oh, he's totally irredeemable, and kills him. Yeah, this guy that that uses the Bible as toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> By the way. Yes, that's why the pages were ripped out. He said that he wipes his ass with it. And he's like, maybe Mm -hmm. you should read it first. And he's like, I did. From front to back. That's why I wiped my ass with it. Uh, I was like, oof, brutal review of the Bible. Uh, Imagine how, like, confident you have to be to say that to a priest. mm -hmm. Yeah, he didn't care. Um, But then the crazy thing is, Aurora, like, I'm sitting here like, what an asshole this fucking Gabriel guy is. But then mm-hmm. they do this extra bit that he right. couldn't have possibly known about mm-hmm. where they're like, oh, Gabriel was probably justified. This guy was absolutely horrible. Um, yeah. And like, I don't know what I, I can't tell if I don't know. It feels like because Gabriel couldn't have possibly known about this. It feels to me like some sort of writer's escape for us mm. to leave the episode not thinking ill of Gabriel, but... That's what I thought. Too bad, guys. That's what I thought. Too bad. Yeah. Uh, Laura uh, Laura Besley and Eric Mountain and Jim Barnes, <laughs> the people who made this episode, too bad because the one thing I know is that Gabriel couldn't have known. I mean, he no. knew the story of the guy presumed that he killed their family, but... A lot of people have done a lot of horrible things. Um, yeah. That he was still doing the horrible things obviously is an out for you to kill the guy, but Gabriel couldn't have known that he was still doing that. So he just did it, not and knowing it's not all, it's, I mean, and, and the other part is, like, I felt this whole episode that I was Aaron, because Aaron mm-hmm. was just yes in the background just staring at what Gabriel is doing in shock. Yep. And when the brother kills himself, Gabriel goes straight to the supplies and just starts gathering supplies and putting them in his bag. Yeah. And Aaron is in the background like, I'm out. Like, this is too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot deal with this. Um, and that was me. I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. This is a... I mean, you know what? You're right. Maybe, maybe they weren't trying to find an out to make you feel better about Gabriel's actions because... You're right. When that guy kills himself, he just goes right to checking the supplies and then moves on. I mean, Mm -hmm. he did seem upset that the guy killed himself, but then he's like, well, say la vie. And then, you know, went back to it. Aaron, like, and this is something that was set up way earlier in the episode, too, when they come across the charred house that was on the map and they find Mm -hmm. bodies. And Aaron is like, what happened here? And Gabriel's like, doesn't matter. Let's move on. Um, Right. Like, we'll never find out, so let's go. I mean, Gabriel mm-hmm. is right. They're never going to find out. But yeah. Aaron still has that humanity, and it feels like Gabriel is losing his. So Yeah, yeah. 
Um, what? Uh, any other thoughts on episode 19? And what would you give it? I was going to say that, you know, I said, you know, they found that this warehouse in the middle of nowhere. And I said that was the first red flag because there were so many red flags inside that warehouse that I cannot <laughs> believe they just ate that boar. Uh-huh. I, I saw them eat the boar and I was like, are you serious? What if it Someone was that guy's, living here. I thought it was that guy's <laughs> pet or something. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, that seems weird, but it turns yeah. out he's a weird guy. So, yeah, and they find they find the hidden whiskey, and you would think at the at the moment, right, mm-hmm. that it's just a good find. Mm-hmm. But everything in this world has been searched. Yes. We know this, right? Yes. So if there's something hidden in a cabinet, someone did it recently. It's yeah. not like someone missed that because yeah. everywhere has been searched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just that just bothered me that I was like, how are you not seeing that someone is living here? Yes. <laughs> I mean, really, the boar trapped inside a room, like, that really sort of... Yeah. That's kind of, like, the big giveaway, I think, that somebody was there. Mm -hmm. Um, Did they make... I think they made, like, references to Beanie Babies or something in this. Oh, yeah. Uh, If Aaron found (laughs) some to take back to his daughter or whatever, and they're like, I remember people trampling themselves in stores over those. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Yeah. yeah weird references to stuff like that like he's talking about the whiskey was like two thousand dollar whiskey like holy shit uh aaron had a great point by the way whoever would pay that much to get drunk um (laughs) that's insane Uh, right there's far cheaper methods to to do that but yeah i would would think also you know alcohol can serve as a Mm -hmm. you know first aid supply Mm -hmm. so i when they drank all of it i was like well that's wasted yeah. <laughs> <It's two. laughs> uh, well i mean yeah. you know once you start you, you terrible idea by the way to get drunk in the zombie apocalypse don't do that no the absolutely <laughs> horrible idea but horrible idea <laughs> uh, i mean yeah i mean another red flag aurora is that there was just an un uh, that there was an abandoned warehouse with no zombies in it at all full exactly. of things exactly yeah, exactly. That's a giant yes. red flag. Yes. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, okay. So, what would you give episode nineteen? Um, I, I I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. I yes. I gave. Uh, I'm still dabbling in the quarters. I gave I gave this a three and three. Uh, three and okay. three quarters. Uh, kind of in between. I don't know. I think mostly if I knew where I stood better with Gabriel. Eh, you know what? I think. I don't know. Talking about it, I feel like I have a better idea of where I stand with the character than after I watched the episode. So mm-hmm. I'll go with a four too. I think that solidifies okay. it. Yeah, I'm actually better. enjoying the format, and I know that the format of the episodes is influenced by COVID, and mm-hmm. they're like, you know, shooting with a group, uh, small groups of people. Yeah. Uh, just because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually like that every episode is giving us more depth to each character and I yes and I, I'm enjoying it yes yeah. uh, they managed to pull a lot of the same thing here in the next episode episode mm-hmm. 20 called splinter so we catch up with Eugene princess Yumiko and Ezekiel if you remember correctly they were captured by the paintball stormtroopers uh, mm-hmm. before we went for our break and uh, we catch up with them they are imprisoned in separate boxcars by said 
uh, masked soldiers. While imprisoned, Princess is able to make contact with Yumiko before she is taken away by soldiers. Something happens. I think she's injured or gets sick or has a concussion or something. Mm -hmm. uh, Princess gets a splinter in her finger, and when she does, she starts suffering from PTSD. The following day, she discovers a way out uh, to visit Eugene's boxcar, and Eugene informs Princess to go back to her car and follow the community's protocols. Princess is then interrogated by one of the soldiers, although she refuses to answer the questions, forcing her back into her boxcar. She attempts to see Eugene again, only to find him gone. Ezekiel then enters her boxcar, and the two have a brief argument. One of the soldiers then enters, and Princess and Ezekiel interrogate the soldier, who reveals that he is only just following protocol. Uh, however, Ezekiel ends up beating the shit out of the soldier, only for Princess to realize that she was hallucinating Ezekiel the entire time. It was her doing all of this. And Princess escapes the car with the soldier's gun and confronts another hallucination of Ezekiel, who attempts to convince her to leave, but Princess refuses in the end and returns back to her boxcar. There she frees the soldier and completes her interrogation, only for her and the group to once again be captured and hooded. Uh, what did you make of episode 20? I'm just going to say this. Uh, the, uh, just The first thing I'm going to say mm -hmm. is that I think this episode is the first time that I've, I've liked an episode equally or more than clear. Oh, wow. That is saying I a lot. love this episode mm -hmm. so much. Loved it every single uh, second of it. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the way that they told her story was beautiful and amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she did a fantastic job. Absolutely. In this yeah. episode. Mm -hmm. um, there were so many good scenes. I, I, I don't know. I don't know even where to start. I think that's my favorite <laughs> one. <laughs> my favorite one is when she leaves the, the train car mm -hmm. and she's about to escape. And then she hallucinates Ezekiel with two zombies. Yeah. On the other side of the fence. Who are like in um, conductor outfits. Right. Yeah. And uh, they have this conversation about. You know, he's saying, come and leave. Just leave them. There's, you know, you just met them one week ago. Yeah. And she's like, one week is like years in the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> like an eternity in apocalypse time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and he's like, yeah, but don't just, just go. And she's like, you know, she goes back to her story of being abused by her stepfather and her, her mom not doing anything, anything about it. Yeah. And she says, you know, I, I'm not her. I'm not my mom. Yeah. And that whole scene was so powerful to me mm -hmm. it was amazing it's yeah. just the whole episode was very powerful um yeah i thought this was a tremendous episode um it wasn't just ptsd like when she goes back to the soldier she's like you know it's the ptsd but like it's also the anxiety and yes. the adhd and the depression and the crippling and the loneliness illness. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, so relatable. We are all experiencing that during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, but it's such a relatable episode. Absolutely. It's definitely, um, it's definitely an issue for me too. Like it's super relatable mm -hmm. and like even how 
at times, like sometimes just questioning made me question whether or not I'm losing my mind. Cause sometimes <laughs> like she's in her car by herself and mm-hmm. she just starts like taking steps, like counting in Spanish or right. she starts, uh, another thing she does is like reciting state capitals in alphabetical order. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like a, an exercise to keep her mind stable or centered, right. uh, which is something I can also very heavily relate to when I'm mm-hmm. by myself. So like I saw that and I'm just like, oh my God, like this, this episode is hitting like way too close to home for me right now. <laughs> like, am I going yeah. crazy too a little bit? Um, <laughs> but like the way uh, there's so many, like she's such a fun character, but Mm -hmm. they've added a lot of depth to her in this episode, which makes it so much better. And she, but she retains being fun. Like she had a lot of fun lines in here. Um, Mm -hmm. Like they want to know how old I am. She's like, I don't know. It's the apocalypse. We're all like 150. Um, (laughs) Like, you know, where do we come from? Like, you know, like anywhere and everywhere, like just like everybody else, like Mm -hmm. do cities and States even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a bunch of great, she had a bunch of great lines, but, yep. um, ultimately this, uh, like hearing her story about, I just love the way she delivered her story. Like, so good. um, she's just talking. She's just, at first she's telling Yumiko, she's just telling her a story. And as the, it's almost like she's opening up to her without realizing she's opening up to her. Cause the next thing you mm-hmm. know, like the way she says that her father hit her right on the jaw, mm-hmm. the way she says it, she's almost surprised herself that she said it. Right. Um, like she suddenly remembered a thing that happened to her and she doesn't talk to people about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she starts talking about how she went to her mom and said that she doesn't want to eat in the shed or whatever or the garage by herself. And again, it happened where she just sort of blurts out, my mom said, then don't eat. Um, and then right. she apologizes to Yumiko for being like, I didn't know where that story was going when I started it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought all of that was just great. I yep. I loved all of that. Um, yeah. I, I don't know what to, th- I don't know what to think about this, uh, this young soldier guy. I'm trying to, th- uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sense of like, I feel like he's probably genuine. He spoke very genuinely. Um, yeah. That they're not bad. They're just careful because, you know, what they have is precious to them and they need to be careful. And he's like, I'm sure you can understand that. He talked about how he had like paperwork that he needs to fill out. Yeah. I was uh, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I mean, it does sound like they're very well put together. Although, uh, I mean, I call them the paint like the paintball stormtroopers, they really are. I like, I feel like they played, I feel like they play this up because there are a lot of scenes where there'd be like a pair of them just walking. And it very much reminded me of like stormtroopers. Like you'd see this a lot in star Wars where there'd be a pair and they'd just be like shooting the shit as they're just walking by. There was a lot of that. Just, mm-hmm. just yeah. It just makes me think, like, like where did they get these outfits? Did yeah, they just made like a like a movie studio? <laughs> yeah, or like a or like a 
Dick Sporting Goods or something, and they just <laughs> stole all of the the football pads or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, know. They found like a cosplayer's house. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you know what? It's not bad gear though. Like it would protect from zombies. Yes. I, I don't know how protective it would be against other gunfire, but as a zombie deterrent, uh, it's pretty pretty good yeah. actually. But you uh, said something like you said that you know the the young soldier he seems genuine and um he said you know we're not bad but that can be relative right because you can mm. justify anything by saying that you're protecting your people well, we that does not mean that you're not a, bad yeah. we literally just <laughs> watched an episode where two where one guy is like we're super good and then right. kills it, then kills the guy who releases right him. so right. um yeah. yeah i i i mean and i'm i'm i want to see what happens because it seemed that the ending they were it looked like they were going to be executed. I think that's what they want us to think. But ultimately, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it's a we're going to move them to a location, but we don't want them to see where we're moving them to because we don't want them to be able to bring people back until we know that they're yep. safe. I, I honestly makes, feel like they're genuine. It makes me wonder if... Because um, this was Eugene going to meet his like girlfriend over right. Apocalypse Skype that he met. Right. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's what I call CB radio. Um, <laughs> apocalypse Skype. Uh, apocalypse, apocalypse Tinder. Yeah. <laughs> um, I presume these people might even be from the place that she's from. They're just hmm. the security team or whatever. I, I honestly feel like that's probably where we're heading. I don't feel like they're going to just dead drop that. Um mm -hmm. So, yeah, but I think they want us to think that they're in a lot of danger, but I don't think they are. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm wondering if the, the the fact that she did not answer the questions at the beginning mm -hmm. held everything for them. Yeah. And now that she answered the questions, that's when it was revealed to her that there's fine. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I think that the young soldier said something like, I got her. Like, they, like, I don't know, like... Um, yeah. As if they were trying to break her or I don't know if it's, it's very confusing. I mean, all of that is pretty weird, right? Because mm -hmm. he, she does beat the crap out of him and then she leaves. Right. There's nobody there. Mm -hmm. And then she comes back and they talk for maybe five minutes and then he's like, boop, got her. And then they open the door and then there's like 12 soldiers there with Yumiko and Eugene and Ezekiel. Right. So. Right. I don't know if this so is I don't know. Do so you think that's maybe yeah. part of her hallucinations too? Oh, maybe. It's possible. I don't know. I don't um, know. And I really like the conversation she had with hallucinated Ezekiel. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought that was great. And something about the the zombies too. Like I'm sure that was some meant as some sort of imagery, like being like train conductors or something, like a means of escape. Or something mm -hmm. like Ezekiel definitely represented the side of her that wanted to abandon everybody and go back, but Princess does not want to do that. But the so. thing that I was I, I I don't know if I'm like reading too much into it, mm -hmm. but yes, when she's looking at those zombies, uh they look like train conductors. That's what I thought. Um, right. But then once she turns her back to them and she walks away the camera pans to the zombies and they are not in those clothes and they're actually like it seemed like they were tortured they were like in those like the wooden things that are holding the oh. head and the, mm -hmm. the arms yep um 
And I, I, I don't, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I was like, does that mean that people have been tortured here? Mm, maybe. Like, was that like a, like a hint that that's what happens to people here? I didn't, you know, so I, I don't saw know. that and I didn't make that connection, but maybe yeah. you're right. Yeah. Um, that's possible. Or maybe they just captured these zombies. There were already yeah. zombies and this is, they just captured them in this manner. I don't know. It's, uh, I guess we'll get some answers. There's a couple of episodes okay. left in the season, so yep. uh, we will find out. But uh, what what would you give episode 20? I have a feeling I know because you already talked yep. about how much you liked it. So <laughs> It's a five. It's a five. Um, it's a five episode for me. I went I went four and a half. I didn't think it was as good as as clear, but I thought this mm-hmm. was so good. It was so uh, good. So good. I'm here for more princess stuff. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh she, yeah, she's excellent. Uh it took a mm-hmm. little I remember earlier on it, it took a little bit of warming up. Um like you I think you liked her immediately. And yes. I didn't dislike her, but I'm like, eh, let's see where this goes. Uh mm-hmm. but the more I see like the more I see of her, the more I like her character and this episode really solidified it for me. So absolutely. Yep. This was this was really good. Uh okay, so there are only two episodes remaining in the season. And up next is the penultimate episode for season 10, episode 21. And in the meantime, before we get around to obviously watching and talking about that, you can go to cinemageekly.com where you can find the archives of the show. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead, hit subscribe, and then you can come back and hear us talk about The Walking Dead Season 10, Episode 21, called Diverged. Diverged.